Chapter 34. John's Apartment. I had circled my entire apartment building looking for a black SUV before I parked. I was pretty sure I hadn't told Gary Eastman where I lived, but I'd been unable to shake the paranoia, which was probably a good thing. I scrutinized the parking lot as I walked to the front door of my building. John was sitting in his usual spot outside the front entrance. He had his face pressed up to another piece of cardboard, meticulously drawing something. Hey, John, I said as I searched for my keys. Hello, Gavin, he said in a flat voice, without making eye contact. That was his usual method of greeting me, so I wasn't put off by his indifference. I kind of hoped I'd find him painting on one of my canvases instead of just doodling on some more cardboard. I watched him do his thing while I dug around in my pockets. From out of nowhere, he said, I like to paint. I asked him, Then why aren't you painting, John? I finished them. I couldn't believe it. I'd given him two blank canvases two days before that. He did two paintings in two days? You finished both canvases, I asked. Yeah. Can you show me them? He stood up with his piece of cardboard. Okay. He said, then headed towards the front door. I held it open for him. I remember thinking that if he could pump out a painting a day, I could supply Gary with a lifetime's worth of paintings. As John walked towards his apartment, I went in the opposite direction and yelled, John, let me get something from my apartment. I'll be right over. From down the hall, I heard him say, Okay. I ran inside my apartment and grabbed the four blank canvases I had stashed away in my living room closet. I made a mental note to buy more canvases. I also took my checkbook and went back to his apartment with everything under my arm. His mother met me at the door. Thank you for the art supplies. John has really enjoyed them these past few days. John came from his bedroom holding his two paintings awkwardly out in front of him as if they were shields to be used in some Roman army attack. He offered me the first one. Wow. The entire canvas was covered in tiny blue dots and patterns. It almost looked like a detailed schematic for a circuit board. It must have taken him an entire day to do this. His other painting looked pretty much like the first, but with an odd color change occurring right in the middle, as if he'd run out of blue and just continued on with a tube of orange. John, I said, these are really great. He cracked a smile. It was the first time I'd ever seen him do it. I could tell he was proud of his accomplishment. I pulled out my checkbook and said to his mother, I'd like to pay John for these paintings. But you don't have to do that. It's not for me. I have a buyer who would really enjoy his artwork. Can I give you $500? $500? She said as she shook her head. We can't take that. No, no. $500 for two paintings is a bargain for this individual. I started filling out a check. He'll probably want a lot more when I show him these. John put down his paintings and went back to his bedroom. Did you hear that, John? Somebody is going to pay for your artwork. His nonchalant voice came from the bedroom. Okay. I doubted he understood the importance of money. I knew this check would help his mother immensely. I tore it out of my checkbook and handed it to her. Get something for John that he really likes. She took the check. I could see she was ready to cry. I'm going to leave these four more canvases for John, I said. Let me know if he needs anything else. She looked at me with glassy eyes and said, God bless you. I was feeling pretty magnanimous at that moment. She and John could really use the money. I knew they wouldn't piss it away on something stupid like a didgeridoo for Christ's sake. 
So what if all those paintings ended up in an incinerator? Would John even care? I knew it didn't bother him when his mother threw out stacks of his cardboard drawings to make more space in his bedroom. Gary Eastman would be helping to support John and his mother, even though he thought he was still tormenting me with his fucking art-burning videos. I felt like some universal karma had been aligned. Who said you couldn't be snarky and philanthropic at the same time? 